Hey there, and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name's Amanda. Shalom, Shabbat Shalom to those of you that keep the seventh day Sabbath, and welcome to season eight of the podcast. So I'm excited to be starting another season. Um, Honestly, wasn't sure if there was going to be a season eight or not. But um, he has given me another message to share today, and it is along the topic that I have been discussing as of recent. So um, all glory and praise to the Most High for another season of this podcast and also for season seven, the most recent season. Now that season was really amazing. Um, You know, I was kind of all over the place with this season with different... um, you know, uh, topics still surrounding marriage and family, but I also brought in a lot of his word as well. And um, just, you know, some wonderful things, you know. And so just a quick recap, you know, the some of the episodes that were in season seven was Pray Without Ceasing, Covering Your Spouse in Prayer, The Truth About Having Expectations, the waiting season, a word for men. This episode, episode seemed to really, really take off and was a huge uh, hit. Um, there were 175 plays to that episode. And I just was like, wow. And that was published on September 10th. Um, so I'm really thankful that um, Yah has given me specific words to share for men. But um, even though I, I choose not to counsel men, and I've, I've made mention of why that is, why my reason is, but I still want to reach everybody, you know? So I'm thankful that, you know, these episodes, these words um, are reaching others, you know, uh, men and women, and that's, you know, that's a blessing. Praise y'all for that. Um, okay, so Who Gets the Glory was another great episode. Um, From Broken to Healed Through Your Yah Ordained Marriage. Psalm 127 and 128, a marriage and family word. I also talked about false doctrines and teachings surrounding marriage. Um, I also did a quick episode sharing my heart concerning the war that's been going on in Israel. Now, after that, my intention was to do a series on setting boundaries. And I did do an introduction to that early on in the season. I am so sorry that that series never really came to fruition. I did a part one which had some great um, information of just kind of sharing why it's important to set boundaries and what many of us have dealt with um, at one point in in our lives um, concerning toxicity and narcissism and things like that. Um, So a great episode, but again, it was the only episode that I did concerning setting boundaries. I actually hope to go back to the series in season eight. Um, I think one of the reasons too why I didn't get to complete that was because I really want to gain a better understanding on setting boundaries and especially that it's something that I personally am trying to accomplish in my own life at the moment. So I guess a part of me didn't feel 100% ready to share more information concerning setting boundaries. So this is something that I'm working on and praying about and I pray that within season eight this will be a series that I will come back to and finish sharing with all of you. So uh, please stay tuned for that. Um, So other episodes was what causes delay in marriage. And then I went into the topic of um, what I'm going to be discussing today. So I did a part one and part two on um, episodes titled Fatal Attraction. And this was just talking about what happens 
when we we become attracted to other people and just you know um, the consequences of these types of things things that can come out of those situations I did an episode titled the counterfeit spouse most of you who have been following my podcast since the beginning know I've talked a lot about counterfeit situations and relationships um, I, I then did an episode called soul ties and this really ties a lot with counterfeits and when we become attracted to other people and then my very last episode and the last episode for season seven is titled extramarital affairs where I talk more on you know the dangers of affairs why they happen this that and the next thing so I just wanted to share that quick recap with you all so today's word I'm going to be talking about something that is really deep something that is very sensitive and to be honest with you i wasn't sure if i was quite ready to share this word yet and i pray that the holy spirit the ruach will lead and guide my words today as i as i talk about this um, because it's it's a very difficult topic it's a very sensitive topic Um, sadly many people have experienced this to one degree or another Um, and it's just a really hard thing to to get through but I do want to talk about it because I feel I've been talking about this recently Um, the last five or six episodes of season seven were about this topic and I really want to dive into this and address this so I want to talk about can there be forgiveness can there be grace and can there be restoration after infidelity in a marriage okay so this is going to be a really important word and again I pray that the Holy Spirit leads and guides my words um, and that you know, what's said may help whoever might be dealing with this, um, may give them some hope and encouragement. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and dive right into that. So um, again, this word is really going to be for those of you that are already married, um, for those of you that are in your ya ordained marriages. Now, you know, infidelity, cheating, being unfaithful, affairs, This is something that is extremely painful to go through. Anybody that has ever been cheated on or anybody that has actually done the cheating, um, this damages both people and the people around you in significant ways. Um, Even for those that were in counterfeit relationships, even if you weren't married yet, knowing that you've been cheated on or you have cheated is a tremendous blow to any individual, to any individual. It, it really does um, a lot of damage to our self-esteem, our outlook on people. Um, it's, it's a tremendous pain that takes a lot of time to, to get over and to heal from. Um, and then there's a huge thing that needs to be rebuilt, which is trust, you know, and, and that's not an easy thing to rebuild. But I want to, you know, talk about, you know, can there be forgiveness? Can there be restoration of marriage when infidelity occurs? Okay, and I want to talk about that. I want to share my heart concerning this. So, you know, lately, and I think this is why I've been talking about this topic, Yahuwah has really humbled me in this area. He's helped me to understand on a deeper level about affairs, why they happen, how they happen, um, and and can there be restoration after the fact. You know, he he has taken me through this um, 
in a tremendous way. And it's really changed my thoughts um, towards this topic. It really has and it's humbled me because if you would have asked me some time ago about this, I wouldn't really have been able to really give advice on this. And I would have really looked at it from a perspective of if someone, you know, and I'm going to be honest, if someone had come to me and said, you know, I, I had an affair, I cheated on my spouse, there would have been such anger that would have rose up in me and I wouldn't have been able to understand why this person who claims to love their spouse um, and care for their marriage, why they would do something like this, you know, and I had that mindset. I did. Um, I don't want to say I'm being judgmental, but rather I wasn't being very understanding of why somebody would actually do this, okay? Now, I know, and that's changed for me now, um, because Yahuwah has given me a, a big understanding of this, because there is a huge spiritual aspect on this. Now, I know if you ask anybody, whether believers or people in the world, if you were to ask them, you know, can you forgive somebody who's cheated on you? Would you stay with them? Probably 95% of those people would say no. They wouldn't be able to forgive and they would not um, give that person a second chance. Um, there are sayings where people say, once a cheater, always a cheater, um, all kinds of things, right? Um, a lot of people feel it's a betrayal that you can never take back and that can never be forgiven. But I'm gonna actually say today that I have to disagree to a certain point with all of that because Yahuwah has shown me um, some things that I don't think a lot of people realize because when we're in pain and when this thing happens to us, we, we have a tendency to be blinded in a sense. Um, the pain is, is so great that it's hard for us to understand, number one, why a person that claimed to love us would do something like this to us or even the person that did it to where they're left confused and, and not understanding to where they're saying, I swear I would never do this to my spouse, but yet it happened. So why do these things happen? You know, why, why does it happen? You know, and can you actually get past it? And I'm, I want to say today that yes, I believe that if both spouses are willing to turn to Yah, if they're willing to forgive and have grace for the other person, I do believe that a marriage can be restored. I do believe that there can be restoration, and I do believe that, you know, the spouses um, can work their way back to where they were before um, the affair, the infidelity. Um, you know, and it's not easy because there's there's trust that then needs to be rebuilt, you know. Um, but I believe that all these things can be done when both spouses turn to Yah and are in prayer and are committed to leaning on Him and um, just trusting that Yah will provide them the strength that they need to endure the pain, to get past it, and for there to be restoration. I do believe that. I do believe that that can happen. I really do. Um, now, of course, every circumstance, every marriage, and every individual is different, okay? So I'm speaking more in a generalized term you know, there are going to be some situations where along with prayer and along with trusting in Yah, you may need to seek professional help. Now, I've always said this, when you seek professional help, please make sure it is uh, someone that is aligned with Yah's word, that have more or less the same beliefs that you do, so that there's no 
issues are being led astray and, and more into worldly advice. Because again, you want Yah to help you with this, not, not worldly advice, okay? Because this is a, a major thing for you and your spouse, okay? You know, you first have to look at why did the affair happen? You know, who did the affair? Who committed the affair? And why did the affair happen? Now, I discussed this in my last episode, Extramarital Affairs, where I talked about that for some affairs occur because there are problems in the marriage, you know? And so, of course, if you're someone that has has been drawn to somebody else or you're, you're thinking of having an affair because your needs aren't being fulfilled or being met in your marriage, I encourage you to go to your spouse first and talk to your spouse and tell them how you feel and tell them that you feel your needs aren't being met or fulfilled in whatever area that it is. Communication is always key. Always go to your spouse. Never never feel that you can't go to your spouse. You two should be able to talk and share everything with one another. So if you're feeling certain ways about you know, things that are going on in your marriage, you need to discuss this with your spouse. Don't go to somebody else. Don't you know, look for a way out. Don't look for a way to fulfill it on your own. You need to go to your spouse and you need to go to Yah. Go to the Father about these things. Um, you know, another reason why people um, have affairs is, and this is something that Yah showed me, is that it is a spiritual attack. Okay, so what I mean by this is that this spouse would never ever consider doing something like this. It's not in their person, it's not in their nature. They love their spouse. They are thankful for their marriage. They're fulfilled in their marriage. They would never dream of doing something like this. And all of a sudden they find themselves attracted to somebody. And this attraction is so intense and so strong that before you know it, you're overtaken by it, okay? So it's a strong temptation. Again, it's a tactic that the enemy uses. It's one of the ways he tries to destroy marriages. Um, it's, a, it's a temptation that comes on very strong. And there are people, I do believe, when people say, I really didn't want to do this, but it happened. I lost control. Sometimes, my friends, we, we come across temptation that is, is huge for us. And I know that as believers, we're supposed to resist temptation, but not all the time can we. Not all the time are we strong enough to do it on our own. That's when we need to turn to Yah. Now, I've, I've heard of cases where people have fought it. They fought the temptation. They tried to resist it. They cried out to Yah. They tried to do everything they can, and no matter what they did, they just still ended up falling short. It happens. We all make mistakes. We all fall short. And I do believe that especially in those circumstances, that spouses should be forgiven. And if they promise that it will never happen again, again, I don't fully believe that once somebody cheats, they'll do it again. Because if this person was spiritually attacked, if this person just was under this demonic oppression, you know, it's it's not them that wanted to do it. It's what was behind them. You know, we have to remember that we, there's a much bigger picture. You know, there are spiritual forces. There are dark forces. Remember what it says in Corinthians. Uh, I think it's First uh, Second Corinthians that says, we do not fight or war against flesh and blood. It's what's behind that. So I truly believe that many spouses can be attacked and be tempted. Plus, at the end of the day, we're human. We walk in flesh, right? Even though we are to walk in spirit and truth, but many of us are in our flesh. It happens. And I do believe that people do make mistakes, and that's what it was. The affair was a mistake. The encounter was a mistake. And I do believe that when people say they'll never do it again, I believe they won't do it again. We owe, we owe that spouse, right? 
to, to give them a second chance the same way Yah gives us second chances, the same way that Yah gives us grace, we need to have grace for our spouses. Now, again, I know some people will say, nope, that's the end of life for me. They cheated on me. I can never forgive them. But again, you have to remember that your spouse is human just like you. They make mistakes just like you. And if y'all can forgive us, then we need to forgive our spouse. Now, there's cases where you can't forgive your spouse, but the marriage still doesn't work out. There was too much damage that was done for it to be rebuilt. Now, I believe, again, that y'all can help pick up the pieces and put them back together again. I believe that there's nothing too difficult and nothing is impossible for him. You know, yes, it's a process to rebuild trust. You know, yes, it's something that, that you and Yah are going to have to work on because if you're the one that was cheated on, you're constantly going to be wondering if they're doing it again. This is where you really got to lean on Yah and you really got to rebuild that trust and really just tell yourself, okay, I know my husband did this, I know my wife did this, but I'm giving them grace, I'm giving them another chance. They've confessed, they've repented, they apologized, they've explained why they've done it. If it was because there's something missing in the marriage, okay, we're going to work on that. If it's because it was a, um, a spiritual attack, it was a temptation that they just couldn't seem to overcome, okay, I understand that. Let me give them grace and give them a second chance, okay? And I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. But I do honestly believe that there can be restoration and there should be forgiveness. Even though it's one of the most painful things that you've probably ever gone through, we have to forgive that person that hurt us. I know, believe me, I, I know the pain. You know, you feel like your world comes crashing down. You feel like a rug's been pulled out from under you. You know, it, it hurts so much you can't eat, you can't sleep, you feel like you can't breathe. I understand. I know that it is a very difficult and very painful thing to go through. You know, you question, how could they do this to me? How could somebody that claims to love me do this to me? I completely understand, you know? Um, even thoughts of, man, you know, how could they be intimate with someone when, when being intimate with someone is one of the most, I mean, it's it's supposed to be such a treasured and, and and precious thing with the one that you love how can you go and do that to somebody else but we have to remember too that there's different types of feelings with that and often when people cheat it's not that they're feeling those same things that they feel with you when they make love to you it's um it's more of a pleasure thing you know it's it's more of a and, and again if they were spiritually attacked with this if they were tempted if they were tempted sexually it was more of a pleasure thing there's no love involved. There's no anything like that. There's no making love to the person. It's just having sex with them. It's just the feelings that come along with that, okay? So, you know, if they tell you, listen, I don't love this person. It just, it was a temptation. It's true. It's just a temptation. And unfortunately, that's how the enemy operates. And unfortunately with sex, the society has just... They've changed all of that. They've perverted it. They've misused it, you know. Um, it's like when people are, are addicted to, you know, drinking or doing drugs or whatever. They're addicted to the feelings they get from it, right? That's what their, their body is addicted to. They want to feel that feeling. 
And so I believe that when affairs happen, I think it's kind of the same thing. It's not so much that they're in love with the person. It's more of a, of a flesh temptation, okay? Um, and I do believe that whoever has done the cheating, yes, it's, it's a major sin, but I do believe if they repent, they can be forgiven. And they turn away from those ways. Now, there are some people that, you know, again, all circumstances are different, but there are some cases where the affair, it only happened once. There are some cases where the affair continued for months um, or maybe even years. And in those cases, when it when it's that long, sometimes there is love that is involved. They've, they've fallen in love with the person. And these are more complicated. These are things that are going to require a lot of prayer, um, a lot of patience, a lot of grace, a lot of forgiveness, um, probably even professional help as well um, to get through something like that. And some marriages, honestly, sometimes don't end up coming back, especially when an affair has gone on for that long. But in, in situations where it happened one time and that was it, it was truly a mistake. It wasn't a choice. It was a decision. It truly was a mistake. You know, I mean, I mean, it was a choice, but especially if that person was spiritually attacked, I really truly believe that there can be forgiveness and restoration. I truly do. And again, it's not easy. And this is something that for you that, that are on the other side of the affair, it's, it's going to be a tremendous process that you're going to go through. And believe it or not, you're going to learn a lot from it, although it's painful. You know, Romans 8, 28, Yah can take everything, good, bad, ugly, demonic, attacks, evil, whatever, and use it for our good to one extent or another. We will learn something from what's happened, and we will be able to rise again, and we will be able to come back stronger. And believe it or not, I know this is hard to believe, but when this kind of thing occurs in your marriage, it can, again, if there's forgiveness, if there's grace, and, and you're working on restoration with Yah, I believe that this can make a marriage and the two people in that marriage a lot stronger. And if you can overcome what the enemy tried to do, even better. Even better. Now, I've talked about this before. I will never ever tell somebody who's in an abu abusive relationship or marriage that they have to stay. If you're being harmed in some kind of way, if your life is in danger, I will never tell you to stay. When it comes to things like this, when it comes to adultery, again, this is something we have to take to you in prayer and, and seek his will for that situation. If your spouse has abandoned you, again, seek you in prayer. But I will never tell somebody to stay in a situation where their life is at risk, okay? But when it comes to something like adultery, I do believe that there can be forgiveness and there can be restoration. And even for people who are toxic or even for people who are abusive to one, you know, one way or another, because there's different forms of abuse, if those people can receive the help that they need, if they can repent and turn away and receive the deliverance and help that they need, I believe that those re relationships can also be restored. I believe that there can be restoration in all things because I believe that all things that people struggle with is all demonic attacks. So if, if we can repent, turn away from it the best that we can with Yah's help and with the help of others, and if we um, trust in Him and He helps to deliver us and heal us, I believe that there can be restoration in anything. 
I don't think that means that that's it and it's it's never to to be again. I think that if it's Yah's will for for that to come back together, for there to be restoration, I believe there can be. You know, Yah doesn't want to see marriages, especially marriages that He brought together. He doesn't want to see those marriages be divided and be destroyed and damaged. He wants there to be unity. He wants you to be together. He brought the two of you together. And listen, if you if you can withstand, if your marriage can withstand attacks like infidelity, um, you know, just whatever else that may come your way, um, maybe you and your spouse sadly experience a loss, right? Maybe a loss of a job, uh, you lose your home, or God forbid you lose one of your children, or you know, you go through something so major that in the end it brings you two together strongly. Now, sadly, I have seen many instances where marriages drift apart after they've lost a child or after, you know, something major, something traumatic happened in their marriage. Unfortunately, I see many, many husbands and wives that instead of coming together and being together as one, as Yah intended them to be and, and lifting each other up, Unfortunately, the stress of the, of the trauma and the, and the situations is so great that it actually pushes them away from each other. Or because both spouses grieve differently, or you know what I mean? This is why I say it's so important that, that we seek Yah and that we pray and that we do have understanding of our spouse, that we do have grace for them, that we do have forgiveness and that we're patient with them. Because remember, you might grieve one way, but your spouse might grieve another. Maybe your spouse's way of grieving is pulling away, and I know that's hard. Or maybe, you know, your spouse's way of grieving is, is crying every day, or, you know, maybe they're not, they're not ready to be intimate again because the grief is still so strong. You know, this is when you look to each other with understanding. This is when you help each other out and say, even though this is hard for me, even though this affects me, I'm going to try to be there for you the best that I can. And then that's when you turn to you in prayer to help you. If you feel like you don't know how to help your spouse, if you feel like it's it's uh, bringing a tremendous pressure on you or it's making things difficult for you. And this is what tears marriages apart, you know, is when they don't have an understanding of their spouse, they don't know how to help them. They don't know how to be that support that they need in that time. It's a challenge. You know, it, it's absolutely a challenge, but in the end, I feel it's what can make marriages stronger if we allow it to. Now, another thing to be prepared for, too, is when something like infidelity occurs in a marriage and you decide to let your loved ones know or whoever that you trust, be prepared for them to view you and your spouse in a different light. Um, if you're the one that, that committed the affair, be prepared to be looked at differently. You may not have support that you need. Even if you tell them, I made a mistake, I fell, I don't ever want to do it again, I don't know what to do, can you help me? Be prepared that you may not get the help you need from loved ones. You may not get the support you need from friends. You may not, because they're going to they, they're gonna see you in a different light. Like, like, man, how could you do that? How could you do it to your wife? How could you do it to your husband? Be prepared for that. If you're on the other side of it, you're the victim. Be prepared, because more than likely, they're probably going to tell you, to divorce this person, to get out, to this, that, and the next thing. And this is why I want to caution you to be careful of who you share this with. And try to keep it between you and Yah, if at all possible. Okay? Now, if you have somebody that you know is going to support you and be there for you, whether it's through prayer, they may have advice. They may, that aligns with, with Yah. 
um, they might be able to help you. But be prepared that more likely than not, it's going to go the other way. Be prepared that you may lose friends, you may lose family members. And you know what? It takes a lot of courage and a lot of humility to come and, and to confess a sin to those that you care for. And I, I personally as well admire people who can come forth because you know scripture says that we need to confess our sins to one another. So when that happens, for those of you that maybe you've had somebody come to you and confess a sin, please don't be, be quick to judge. We're not supposed to judge. Please don't throw that person aside and say, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You disgust me. I can't believe you did something like that. If these people had enough courage and humility to come to you and confess the sin, which is not easy for anybody to do, please have grace with them. Please have understanding with them. And if you need time to process it, tell them that. Don't remain silent because then they're just going to think, wow, this person just completely no longer wants anything to do with me. They don't like me anymore because I just was vulnerable with them and shared with them something I've done. Please don't be that kind of person. If this person came to you, it's because they trust you and because they feel that you may be able to help them or they just need that reassurance that you're not going to turn away from them because of what they've done. If you're the person on the other side of the affair and you decide to tell somebody you're a close friend or whatever, again, be prepared that they may give you the wrong advice. You know, they may tell you, hey, listen, I'm, I'm sorry you're going through this, but I don't really know what to tell you. Be prepared for these things because it's not an easy thing. Oftentimes when we hear things like this, you know, it's, it's, uh, it kind of throws us for a loop. It's like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. You know, sometimes you don't know what to say and, and that's okay. That's okay. You don't always have to know what to say, but just let the person know you're there for them. You know, that you'll be praying for them, that you'll check in on them to make sure that they're doing okay. Even if you don't have any advice, they don't expect for you to have the answers. That's not why they're going to you. They're not going to you because they expect for you to have answers or to make things better. They just want to know that they still have somebody there for them during their time of need. If, if you're the one that committed the affair, they just want to know you're still there for them, even though they committed the sin. So remember, we all fall short. You know, especially if it's something that they really try to fight, they really didn't mean to do. You know, their intentions are not wicked. They're, they're really trying their best. We all fall short. And sometimes that person just needs reassurance that they still have people that will care for them, even though they've done what they've done. We can't be so quick to, to you know, uh, cast, cast aside a person because of what they've done. You know, we need to have grace. We need to have forgiveness. We need to have understanding. Where would we all be if Yah had that attitude with us? If, if he wasn't understanding, if he wasn't patient and, and forgiving every time we fall? Where would we all be right now? If your friend or your family actually comes to you and opens up to you and is vulnerable and shares something they've done, that's already the first step to let you know that they don't want to do this again, that it was a mistake, that they fell short. Most people who don't want to change, that have no remorse, that do truly have wickedness in them, they're not going to share it with anybody. They're going to keep it a secret. They don't want anybody to know because they don't want anybody to tell them that they're doing wrong because they want to keep doing it. It's like a friend of mine told me. 
when that person comes to you and shares with you and does those kinds of things, their heart is in the right place. They want to get better. They, they want to admit this so that people can help them get through this. Whether again, whether you committed the affair or you're the one that it's been done to. Now, you, you all know, for those of you who've been listening to my podcast for a while, that I've always said that when it comes to issues in your marriage, when it comes to things in your marriage, to be careful about who you share it with, to be cautious. And, and in some cases, you may have to keep things to yourself, you know, and just, of course, take it to Yah. But when it comes to stuff like this, we do come to a point where um, we do feel like we need to share with somebody, you know, and I think as long as you have that person you can trust, I think it's okay to do that in this case because you're looking for help. And, and in some cases, there may need to be professional help. But again, just be prepared for what some of the reactions, because you could go to a person that you have known for a long time, you trust them with everything, they've been there for you for the most part, and you go to share this with them, and their reaction and their response can be nothing that you expected. And in fact, you can end up being disappointed or let down in a major way. It does happen. It does happen, you know, because it's a huge thing. But I feel all in all that there can be forgiveness, there can be grace, and there can be restoration in marriage and with others when something like this happens. I don't think we should be so quick to shun somebody, to dismiss them. I don't think we should be so quick to say they're never going to change or once a cheater, always a cheater. We cannot be quick to assume those types of things. Now, if you give your spouse a second chance and it does happen again, then I would go back to Yah and I would I would seek and reconsider things, you know? Um, and again, and there's, there's different levels of, there's different types of affairs. I've talked about this before. It could be that your spouse is struggling with porn, which is a form of adultery, right? Um, it could be that they're struggling with just flirting um, or, or connecting with people and talking with the opposite sex a lot. And it could be that they've gone all the way. They have found somebody and they have gone all the way with that person. There's different levels. There's different forms. That's why I say it really also depends on each circumstance. So as I give this word, I'm just giving generalized information, you know. Um, it's going to be different for each marriage, for each couple that unfortunately goes through this, that experiences this. But again, I do believe that there can be restoration and forgiveness after infidelity. I do. Especially if it was a one-time thing that occurred. I do believe it can, ha it can happen to where you can be restored in your marriage. You can forgive your spouse. And that spouse can forgive themselves because remember... Those that really didn't choose to do it, that felt it was an attack and it was just something that overcame them, believe me, they're feeling all kinds of things too. They're feeling guilty. They're feeling shameful. Um, they're feeling distant from Yah. They're feeling horrible for what they've done to you. A lot of people think because they cheated that there's... And some, yes, some situations there isn't remorse because they do truly want to go cheat and they want to go have their way. And that's a different story. But for most people... They do have remorse. They do feel horrible. It eats them up inside. They're guilty. They feel ashamed. They feel horrible for the way that they've hurt you. Absolutely. And they wish that they could take it back. 
It devastates both people in different ways. It's a difficult situation, again, depending on the circumstance, you know, depending on the couple, uh, their marriage, again, why did it happen? Were there things wrong with their marriage? Were there things missing? Um, you know, was it a spiritual attack? You know, there's, there's different things, okay? Um, and it's, there's layers to these types of situations. You know, you, you've got to address each one. You've got to peel back each one. You know, if, if you, uh, you come together with a yardine spouse and they share with you that in the past they were cheated on, they may have insecurities, you know? But I do believe that everybody can overcome whatever they've, they've battled. Everybody has the opportunity through Yeshua and through Yahuwah to overcome, to be delivered, and to be healed. No matter what, whether it's addiction, whether it's adultery, whether it's uh, you know dealing with narcissism, whether, no matter what it is, whether you've, you've lost a loved one, or we can all overcome through Him. It just takes time. And again, when you're married, the whole thing is that you're there for your spouse. You support them. I'm not saying condone their sin, okay? But the thing is that you're, you're giving grace, you're understanding, you're long-suffering. You're there for them the best that you can be. And believe me, you cannot do it on your own. That's why even when you marry, both you and your spouse still need to have your individual relationships with the Father. Because you're both going to struggle to one degree or another. At one point or another, you both will struggle. You know, you might go to Yah and say, Yah, help me, I don't know how to support my husband with this area. Yah, help me, I don't know how to help my wife with X, Y, and Z. We still need help. Even when we become parents, there's going to be many of situations that we're going to come across where we're going to need His help. You know, because we can't do it alone. And that's the point, brothers and sisters. We can't do any of this alone. No matter what, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if, if we've had six children, it doesn't matter how long we've been married, it doesn't matter how long we've had this ministry, we can't do these things alone. We always will need Him. Always. And that's where He gets all the glory. And that's where we learn, we learn and we become stronger individuals in Him. Sometimes that's even why He allows certain things to occur in our lives. It's to make us stronger. It's to help us understand. It might be to humble us. It might be so that we can be better equipped when something like this or similar happens again down the line. Remember, he takes all things that we go through and uses it for our good. He turns it around for our good. Even something as painful as adultery. Even something as difficult and, and painful as addictions. Right? Or separations or insecurities or anxieties or all of these things but in general if somebody asks me do you think a husband and wife can restore their marriage after an infidelity my answer is yes more than likely yes if they both turn to Yah and put in the effort and cling to him yes there can be restoration in a marriage absolutely Absolutely. Because he doesn't want to see our marriages broken, especially when he brought them together. He wants to help us. 
He wants to see us restored and in unity with the one that he chose for us. And we have to remember, we can't look at our spouses on a, we can't put them on a pedestal. We can't think, oh, that'll never happen to me. My spouse will never fall. Remember, your spouse is human too. They're human. They're flawed. They have sin nature. They're tempted just like you are. They walk in flesh just like you do. And just because something like this happens, it doesn't mean that they don't love you. We have to remember that in the same way that we know we have an Elohim, we have a Father, we have Yahuwah, we have to remember that there is an enemy that is always seeking, always. And when I say always, underline that three times. He is always seeking to kill, steal, and destroy Yah's people and his purposes and his plans. The more you love Yah and you're for him, the bigger target you have on your back. And he will try to attack you in every area of your life. If he can't get you one way, he'll try the other. Even if you've managed to, to step into your marriage or you, you know, you've managed to build a ministry and all that, he will find a way. Can he be successful sometimes? Sometimes. Sometimes we can't resist the temptations and the attacks he throws at us and we fall. But it doesn't mean that he has the total victory. It doesn't mean that overall... We, that's it, we've lost it. And, and we can never come out of it and get back to where we were. That's a lie from the enemy. Remember, nothing is impossible for Yah. Nothing is too hard for him. If we turn to him and say, I need your help, even though my, my husband has done this to me, even though my wife has done this to me, I still love them. And I still want to see this work. But if you let your pain take over, which I know it's hard, it's hard not to let it. And you're just like, that's it. I don't want nothing more to do with them. I'm done. I don't even want this. I'm done. And you give up. You quit. You throw in the towel. You know, if, if Yah did that with us, we would all be in very different places right now. We've got to be like Him and conform ourselves to His image. So... Even though we've fallen so many times and we've hurt Yah so many times, when our spouse hurts us in a major way, we have to do what Yah has done for us, which is have grace, try to have understanding, try to have long-suffering, and have forgiveness. And if you are truly with the one you're supposed to be, and you're in the marriage that Yah has ordained for you, you will have a level of unconditional love for your spouse that will help to make it a little bit easier. And remember, you've got to look at your spouse through reality, okay? Do not have them on a pedestal. Do not look at them like, oh, they would never do anything to me. They would never hurt me. They would never hurt you intentionally, but they can still hurt you unintentionally because we're human and we make mistakes. As humans, we are flawed and we have sin nature. Your husband probably loves you with everything he has, and would never purposely hurt you. But there will be times where he probably will end up hurting you to one degree or another. Your wife could be there for you, support you 100%, have your back, love you in, in, in such ways that you've never experienced before. And she would never hurt you or, uh, intentionally. 
But at some point, your wife will let you down. At some point, she could end up hurting you unintentionally. That's when we have to step back and realize, you know what, my husband is a human. My wife is a human. We make mistakes. We make mistakes. It happens. And believe me, they're just as hurt and 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 um, affected by it as you are. Maybe not in the same exact ways, but believe it or not, it, it affects them as well and it hurts them as well. You know, and that's another thing too, like, you know, this society paints men as these heartless, emotionalless, you know, uh, human beings, and that's not true. Men have feelings just like women do. They have hearts. They hurt when they've hurt somebody. They cry. It's just society teaches them not to because if they do these things, if they show these things, they're not a man. I actually talked about this early on in my podcast. I did an episode about this, you know. You know, a lot of women will say, oh, my husband, he's a dog. He would never this and that. No, that's not true. You cannot say that. You know, it's just... Or you can't look at your spouse through the lenses of, well, my ex did this to me, so I know they're going to do this to me. You can't do that either. Your spouse is a completely different person from the person you were involved with. Especially if that person was a counterfeit. Well, yeah, of course they did these things. They're a counterfeit. (laughs) This is why I say it's so important that we heal too. You just, bottom line is you got to allow Yah to be present in your life to help you through these situations, to help you deal with the things that you're dealing with so that you don't take it out on your spouse. Um, Just all kinds of things. So that he can open your eyes up to your spouse so you can see them the way that he sees them. So you can understand the situation the way he understands it. Right? Because scripture tells us not to lean on our own understanding, but to lean on his. So when we go through these things and we're trying to figure out why is this happening, why is this going on, instead turn to Yah and, and just seek him in this matter. Don't try to overanalyze it. Don't try to find answers on the internet. Don't try to go to other people that won't understand it, that will not have the knowledge of Yah's word. Go to Yah and ask him why this is happening. And see what he reveals to you. Go to your spouse. Communicate with your spouse. Why do you feel the need to do this? Have I done something? Is there something I can work on? Is there something that you feel that I'm not aware of? You need to communicate with your spouse. I recently had someone come to me and share with me something they were dealing with in their marriage. And my advice to them was that they needed to sit down with their spouse and they needed to talk to them and ask them why their spouse was doing what they were doing, why they were feeling the way they were. And I know it's not always an easy conversation to have, especially if maybe your spouse is one that's not very good at opening up very well, or maybe they're not too talkative. Again, everybody's different. And uh, the longer you're with your spouse, the more you know them. And I know that's not always an easy way. And you just have to, you know, meet your spouse where they're at, meet them where they're at. The same way that Yah meets us where we're at, we need to do the same with our spouses. Even though it hurts, whatever they've done to us, whatever they've said to us, even though it's extremely painful, I know. You know, hurt can be so overbearing sometimes and so blinding. Um, I understand, you know. 
But that's when we just have to turn to Yah and ask Yah to help us get through this so that we can work on the restoration, so that we can get to where we need to, so that we can heal and be delivered and, and be restored back to our spouses, you know. So I hope that all of that makes sense. You know, again, it's, it's a very complicated topic and there's a lot surrounding it. There's a lot of layers um, and it really just comes down to and depends on the circumstances and it's all different. Um, and there will be some cases where you do need to seek professional help as well. And again, be very careful of how you do that, but that may be the case as well. So I hope that I've been able to more or less in a generalized way explain these types of things but the bottom line is i do believe that there can be forgiveness and restoration in a marriage that has experienced infidelity um, i really truly do i really really do and if there's anybody who's going through this or has you know i will be praying for you and if you have any further questions in regards to this please feel free to email me and i will do my best um, to try to help uh, give you a better understanding um, or answer whatever questions that you might have. So, all right, again, um, welcome to season eight. This is first episode of season eight. Um, I pray that this word is a source of encouragement and hope for those of you that can relate to it. Um, and again, I just pray that it reaches whoever it needs to reach at this time. So, that is it for now. Um, I may or may not be back with another episode. I don't know. I'm really just letting the Holy Spirit lead me and guide me throughout this new season. Um, I really couldn't even tell you <laughs> what's going to be coming up other than I do hope to revisit the Boundary series and um, hopefully get some episodes published on that topic. Again, it's something that I'm really trying to have a better understanding of because it's something that I personally and working on in my own life. So um, I just want to make sure that I have a, an accurate understanding before I move further in that series. Other than that, who knows what he'll give me <laughs> to discuss in this new season. But I pray that whatever it is, um, that it is helpful to all of you and that it glorifies him in the end. So, all right, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk with you in my next episode. Shalom.